Adam Has a Beard is produced and distributed by Elements Divine. Adam Has a Beard is sponsored by A Refined Man's Barbershop, The Wandering Souls, Trejo Skate Shop, Black Widow Razor with the checkout code A-H-A-B-B-W-R at checkout and X Products. Don't forget to get your hair done by Darcy Hall at 360-481-9224. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Adam. I got the beard. With me today is my buddy Sean. You guys know Sean? Just shit. Hey, hey. Sean Jarvis, man. It's, it's our it's our homie. Today is a very special episode. We got a, a, a guy who I've watched when I was a little niñito, little 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 young one. I was so young, and I remember seeing this man. Uh, of course, you know everybody knew Johnny Depp, but I was more Peter DeLuise. Mr. D- Dustin Gwynn, Holly Robinson, and I cannot remember the, the, the captain's name, but those... Stephen th- Williams. What's his name? Stephen Williams. Stephen Williams. Everybody was like, you know, so super young. Dustin Dustin Gwynn, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank that, you for having me here. Thank you, sir, for, for, for joining us. I mean, it's, it's like we're just very blessed and honored. We... We've had everybody pop in, you know, as we get it, as they get time, honestly, because, you know, they got, everybody's busy and this is a good time to be busy, you know? Well, I, you know, I'm unemployed right now, so I can't use uh, busy as an excuse, but uh, (laughs) I'm swamped with my three kids. I'm telling you, it's harder than making a movie. Oh yeah, that's a real job. (laughs) I'm finding that out. Yeah. I, uh, uh, we, like I said, man, we grew up watching you guys on the TV. You know what I mean? Everybody was super young. And I remember, uh, what was this name? Harry, Harry Truman Aoki. What's yep. HT, HT Aoki stood for Harry Truman Aoki. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, <laughs> that was a good time, man. That was really good times. That was fantastic. I mean, it's like, you know, this is, that was like the first time for me as, you know, coming from, obviously I'm Mexican. So to see people of different uh, ethnicities on the TV for me at that point in my growing up was just so crucial because I was like, okay, so they're not all American, white American actors. There's other people out there. And, and it inspired me early on that I wanted to be something bigger than I was but I didn't know what quite yet. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it was, it was just, you know, thinking back on it, I, I, I didn't really appreciate, I mean, I did appreciate it, but I didn't really appreciate how, how ahead of its time the show was in terms of, uh, of diversity, you know, and, and you're absolutely cor- correct, Adam. I mean, it's the, the thing is that particular character could have been Latino. Uh, it could have been it could have been uh could have been black because you know when i when i was casting uh for that role it wasn't specifically uh harry aoki you know they they were auditioning uh uh black actors hispanic actors asian actors with the idea you know to 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 make it multi-ethnicity type of cast and then it ended up being an Asian, you know, American character. And, uh, and so I, I, you know, like I said, for its time, it's really, 
it was really ahead of his time. And because of that, I, I, I also, the character wasn't uh, uh, exoticized for his ethnicity. Because frankly, I mean, every week, I think script and story-wise, every week, it's quite interchangeable between the four of us, you know, between me and Johnny and Peter and Holly, you know, like let's say if one of us were to get sick or whatever, you could have easily just sort of filled in the, 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 the script without having to rewrite it so that it fits, you know, uh, an Asian guy or fits, you know, a black girl. So, so that was, um, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, like I said, man, every week, 21 Jump Street, didn't matter what I was doing. I was on working with my dad on the farm. I'm like, dad, 21 Jump Street's on. I can't be here at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd jam home and I'd be literally glued to the TV. And it was so important to see this. I mean, sure, it was a show, you know, but for me growing up, it just meant so much. So then fast forward to here we are, here we are, our art. Are we grown adults? I don't know. We're big children with bigger toys. That's what I like to say, right? <laughs> Listen, man, it, always say a child, you know, uh, Jesus only let children come into heaven, right? You come, <laughs> being a child is the best, you know? It's, you got to keep your mind fresh and young. I like that. I like it too. So so then Sean, Sean and I, he gets me a, a, addicted to the show Warrior. And we are just like, you know, we're, we're head over heels over it. We like, like I said, we've got the opportunity and chance to talk to whoever had time to come onto the show. And then Sean throws me the biggest wrench in the whole world and said, hey, Dustin Gwynn wants to talk to us. I'm like, wait, no, not Dustin, not Dustin Gwynn. 21 Jump Street. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so with your character it was such i want to say it was so amazing to see how much that you just made the character to be unbelievably bad <laughs> it was written bad <laughs> it was, he was written very my bad fault. no by no means he was so he was such an exceptional character he was i mean uh his mannerisms i mean you just knew that oh it's just like you just like you played the actor so you played the, the part so well that you it was just so believable that everybody wanted to hate that guy you know what i mean so what was your creative input did you get creative input were you given the freedom to be this guy i mean you you've spoken to enough of our uh, cast but I, I you know i'm sure I'm repeating some of the, the things here, but for me, uh, again, it all starts, you know, with the writing. And, uh, you know, I come on to a character. First of all, I've always had a fondness for playing villains because I don't get to play a lot of villains or I don't like to use the word villains, but antagonists, you know? There you go. Yeah. I like to cause trouble and all that. Not in real life. But <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so you come on to, to a, a, a show, a character that's, that's, that's written a certain way already and the structure is there. Now, you know, he's probably the most vague character in terms of you don't really know what he does in his off hours and things like that. But there's enough there um, to, to attract me to it and have a lot of fun with it. Um, so the, so it's, again, it's in the writing. And then the environment, the work environment is, is also Jonathan Troper, who 
He's our executive producer and creator of the show and the writers, uh, Brad Kane and, and many other talented writers. You know, they were, they were very, uh, uh, they set a, a very open atmosphere where we, the actors uh, very freely sort of discuss and put in the inputs, you know, now, you know, out of, they, they don't have to do everything that we suggest, but I think the fact that they were open to it uh, I think it's a great environment. I've been on, this is probably the fourth series I've been on. And it's rare that you get that kind of environment. And that's okay too, because I think your job is as an actor, uh, I'm all kind of old fashioned, you know, like don't bump into the furniture and know your lines kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I get excited and I have ideas, but hey, if they don't like to use the ideas, that's cool too, because it's their show. Right. You know, it's like I come into your house, Adam, you know, you asked me to rearrange the furnitures. <laughs> but at some point you go, hey, man, I don't want the couch there. I got to respect that. Right. So you could do what you want. So, <laughs> yeah, I never I, you know, I don't recall having a, a lot of conversations with with the writers and Jonathan at all about my character. I, I just kind of trust, you know, that that they're going to write something kind of cool. And, and, and yeah, you know, I, I had ideas and things like that. And you know, with some dialogue and, and also some, you know, ideas with the action stuff. And, but overall, I would say for my part, it was, it was very minimal because I was in good, I was in good hands. Mm. Okay. So, and, and obviously like with everybody else, you did a lot of time in, in the stunt coordination with Brett Chan. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, it was like boot camp, man, which I, I love. <laughs> I'm like the oldest guy there. So I got to really keep up with all these youngsters, you know, and, and so I had to really get my, my, my act together. Um, but, but yeah, we spent a lot of time and everybody trained. It took the show very seriously. I tell you nothing, uh, you know, I've been there a few times, not a lot. Thank God. I've done, I've done projects that involved martial arts and you've got actors who either want to say that they are very very proficient in the martial arts and don't show up for, for practice and then when, when when you get on set it's it's a disaster <laughs> and, and <laughs> you get you get actors who just generally don't want to rehearse a lot they show up you know for like an hour and then they go home and they think that's gonna that's gonna cut the mustard and and frankly, you know, you've seen enough of these kind of things, guys. It's all on the screen. I, I think it reflects what you see in the screen reflects how much work that's put in behind it. You don't just walk in, you know, you know walk on set and not even Bruce Lee. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we took our training very seriously. And even though I'm a trained martial artist and, you know, you look at a guy like Joe Taslam amazing you know martial art and we all train every day you know if we're not shooting we're training and we we also gotta uh rehearse the fights for the coming episodes you know so, so it's around the clock kind of thing yeah. and luckily we all loved it because it was just such a it was such a great you know atmosphere and um you know it's a healthy competitive kind of thing <laughs> um but yeah yeah i i think that it was so I think what set it apart from everything, every other show that we've watched um, was the fact how much you guys put in the training. You guys put in so much blood, sweat and tears that it showed in the acting, in the fight scenes, um, in the calm scenes. And it made it so much believable. I found myself watching a few minutes of Warrior, like just pick random few minutes, you know, like like when Hong was introduced to the show or like when... Um, 
you would talk with Hoon Lee, that one, one specific scene where Hoon Lee was about to get his ass handed to him. And, <laughs> and, or, or just uh, Marvel movies or just um, even a diehard movie. I think I found myself like looking at these movies and thinking to myself, these guys didn't do any kind of prep or didn't practice enough. But Warrior stands alone as one of, mo- of the most iconic shows. You know what I mean? And it it's it's an it's amazing to see you know the guys everybody everybody I mean the background actors the directors the stunt coordinator Mr. Brett Chan of course um, you guys all of you guys you just put time and effort into it and and it just made us all of us really love it so for that we thank you you know absolutely we, we thank well, you thank you it's our, it's our, it's my pleasure I'm sure like I can speak on behalf of the cast it's their pleasure as well. Yeah, that very much so, and I'm very <laughs> we're very thankful. So, when, what was your very favorite scene? And I and I really want to talk about the scene that you directed too. But let's talk about your absolutely. favorite scene that you that you you absolutely loved in this. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, I can't not mention this scene because it's not often you get to say that in real life. You know, when I, when I say to Leon, Joe Taslam, I'm going to fuck your woman. And then after that, I'm going to rip her heart out and piss in the hole. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> over the top. It's a bit over the top. Don't you think, guys? Yeah, but was yeah, it, but... though? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like the, the best. I remember, <laughs> I remember. I remember reading, you know, getting the script and, you know, reading that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> are they gonna really keep this you know because man I, you know i gotta say this you know i gotta say this i gotta make sure for some reason they don't cut it because sometimes when you get a script you know when you first get a draft or two and then they start to revise things and for many reasons things get changed and cut and whatever and uh yeah so i mean you know stuff like that it, it just it for me again it's it's one of the it's it's the it's what's great about playing these kind of characters you can you can get away with saying stuff like that you know 100%. and uh, 100%. and uh, you know and some people would say oh that's really over the top but i had a lot of fun playing it and then of course you know on a serious level you got to find a, the challenge is you got to find a way to make these kind of dialogue works you know first of all because you, you want to do the writer's justice and then you just, you know, these kind of dialogues, you just, if, it, if you don't do it right, you know, it can just kind of ruin the episode, you know, right. sort of breaks the audience out there, their um, believability for that moment. But, um, but that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Working with Joe Tassel, working with everybody, of course, my character works with Joe a lot and Hoon Lee a lot. And so it's my scenes with those two guys, I, I love, you know, the scene you mentioned with Hoon. I, I quite like him. There's a short scene where I come knocking, I come visiting him for the first time as he's locking up, you know, yep. and I said, where the fuck is my weapons? And it's a really kind of a tense scene where I'm trying to put him under my thumb. Yeah. But um, overall, I, I, uh, I would say those things, those two things comes to mind. Um, uh, yeah. Great, great group of people. So, and Diana, I had a few scenes with her too. She's really sweet. Kieran, of course, you know, and I, you, you actually, now that I'm looking at you, you could be like Bill's brother. All right. Bill, yeah. <laughs> yes, let's Definitely do it. Sean. Uh, season three, I'm hey, going Bill. over to South Africa. Let's do it. 
I need a job. I need a job. I'm unemployed too. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, Karen. It, Karen is such a amazing human. Yes, he's, he's uh, a, one awesome. of a kind. One of a kind. Trained. Guy. You know, seriously. Yeah, seriously, trained actor, and he, and he takes his work you know so serious. And uh, so it's just it's just a pleasure to, to to have scenes you know with him. And of course, our relationship is a is a very um, fun relationship you know i get to mess with his mind a lot and so those things are, those things are fun too that's what i think that's what made me made me curious as to who what you know, what what is happening here you know what i mean and every scene that you were in that's just like you know they as the antagonist as the it, it, there was never a dull moment okay so for the whole warrior season one and two hopefully three four five uh there was never uh a dull moment where there was like oh okay well i'm gonna go take a bathroom break no i watched season uh, season one in one sitting i was like no i'm not taking a you know what nope nope not going to the bathroom i didn't leave my seat <laughs> Man, and that's so cool to hear yeah well it hurt no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but i just never never whenever you were everybody was on the screen it was just like you couldn't walk away and the scenes with you especially were especially important because Oh no! This is the antagonist. This is the bad guy, the villain. The, this is why. And he just like he just drew us in. He just drew us. Everybody drew us in, and it was just like lying sinker every time, every dang time. So great writing to everybody. You know, great acting. Um, what I want to know now is, oh, walk me through the scene. Uh, walk me through the episode that you directed. Number six, uh, uh, season six. Yeah. season two, episode six. Walk us uh, through it. To a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I love yes. <laughs> Brutal. Well, I, from the moment I, I got invited to join Warrior, uh, uh, immediately, you know, in the back of my mind, I said, man, I, I got to somehow convince them to let me direct, right? And even though I've done quite a few feature films uh, in Vietnam, but, you know, TV and episodic TV is a different animal. And and, and also uh, a show like this, you know, they have a lot of choices for, for great directors and, you know, HBO has their own, everybody has their own list of preferred directors and so on and so on. So I, I was in the beginning sort of was hoping that uh, the day will come, you know, they'll let me direct. And, uh, and fortunately for me, you know, they took a chance. And uh, so when they, when they told me, not only they let me direct an episode, but it was gonna be the standalone episode i was like wow and then of course i didn't know what what it was going to be right and uh and then they said you know jonathan said that it's going to be a a little bit of a uh homage to enter the dragon set in wow wow mexico right i was like oh man i hit the jackpot because i love sergio leone you know yes and then of course you know doing like a, a paying tribute to uh enter the dragon and uh, and off we go, and I got the script. You know, I was just so excited, and and uh, and uh, with these kind of episodes, usually, uh, well, all the time. You know, the standalone episode are usually the last to shoot in, in the actually physical production calendar because the the nature of it involves only a few of of the main cast. So basically, we, you know, we wrap up the season, sends everybody, we send everybody home. And then the rest stay behind to wrap it up with the with the standalone episode. So I got 
to spend a lot of time with, with Andrew and Ken and Jason and, and Maria and the guest stars. And, but I would just, you know, I was so excited because I got a chance to, we, you know, we built this whole new set uh, for Mexico with the town. <laughs> and so to be, to be a part with, you know, James Foster, who our, who's our production designer, which is amazing to, to, to work with and just to have a support team like that. And Moira, who is our costume designer, who, does an amazing job. Oh, amazing. Fantastic. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, I get that, you know, the makeup and hair department would just, my DP and, and so everybody would just so, you know, come up to me when they heard I was going to direct. And, and, and so you feel this, you know, you feel this such a, a, a overwhelming love and support. Everybody's so tired. First of all, by the time we roll around to episode six, right. Know, there's no gas left in the tank for anybody, you know, and, and it's, it's not a small episode, even though it, it seemed to be a, a self-contained episode, but it's, it's not a small episode. And so there was a lot of challenges in terms of logistical challenges that we overcame. And, and it was just it was a lot of fun when we were shooting. Um, I was just having so much fun. I, I had actually tore my entire left knee oh uh, jesus ouch my acl my pcl and everything in the in the oh. fight it was the end of the fight with joe Taslam in episode five. Oh no <laughs> yeah it was it was it was bad uh and and i i basically wrapped it up because joe and i had been beating the crap out of each other for <laughs> two days straight for this fight right and then and then towards the end of the fight i you know it's a bad accident anyway so i basically just god you know, I, I wrapped it up and finished the rest of the shoot because I didn't want to, we gotten this far, you know, and mm. so by that, you know, I'm limping around and, and uh, I'm thinking, oh God, now I got to direct episode six, you know, and everybody was worried and the producer had like a wheelchair for me and things like that. <laughs> and like, Man, I can't, you know, I can't be directing a, on a, in a wheelchair, you know, I mean, Zing would never do that. No, <laughs> no, 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 it cut and, off his own uh, leg. <laughs> but I tell you, you know, the, the passion and the excitement of it. I mean, after two weeks, you know, I was hopping around, you know, the crutches and stuff, but after two weeks, it's kind of, I actually forgot that I, it, it about it. You know, I'm, I'm running around the set and Andrew and everybody's like, dude, you know, and a few times that, you know, I was reminded that I had a torn knee. And um, so times like that, it would just, it would just, uh, it would stay with me forever, you know, and everybody was just so supportive. And uh, it, it just, it's hard to put into words uh, when you, when you sort of overcome so many challenges. Uh, and I learned a lot, of course, because, because, you know, in feature film, the director is pretty much is the, is, uh, has all the, all the final say. Uh, for, for better or for worse and um, in TV you have to kind of you have to work within a certain constraint you know they, they expect you to bring a certain uh, style you know own sensibility to it but yet you can't change the you can't change you know the show is the show you got to respect that there's certain parameters right so it's it's a it's a it's fun challenge to learn to work it's fun telling your cast what your fellow actors do. <laughs> I'm the hey, boss man, today. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they were they were just wonderful. Uh, like I said, you you can't ask for a, a better at working atmosphere. You know, it was Absolutely. it was from pull the trigger from the beginning to the very end. Uh, it was fun. 
it was probably one of my favorites, you know, easily top five of the, of the episodes of the season, you know, uh, it was energetic. Uh, I, I just can't speak highly enough about that episode, man. I mean, it was fantastic. Sure. I, I would have loved to see Zing come in there, whip some ass, but you yeah. know what? The, obviously it didn't happen. You know what? He's, a, he's preoccupied at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's in San Quentin by then so. <laughs> <laughs> um, on, his, on his way to San Quentin exactly you know, the other thing i really i really for me too uh as you as you know by now warriors is not just a fighting show but yep episode Love six was story. also special for me yeah because it was a, i think it's the only time if not one of the very rare times that you you actually see a little bit of vulnerability from assam yes yep. and and i worked really hard on it i worked i worked it was very important for me to to see a bit of that and to see how if things were a little different, if he makes a different decision, you know, he could have gone off with his counterpart oh, and lived a very different life. Yep. yep. And yeah. and to me, that sort of tenderness uh, and vulnerability uh, was really cool. So we worked, you know, between Maria and I and Andrew, we worked really hard on on the, some of the scenes they have together and try to, because I knew, you know, if you, if you didn't buy their relationship, then her death at the end uh, would have very little meaning. Uh, and hopefully very. it has a bit of an impact. Uh, oh no. So, yeah. It was a, it was a tearjerker for sure. I was like, man. Oh my gosh, what is happening? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, man. It was a beautiful love story. It was a fight story. It was an adventure story. It was a comedy adventure it was all of them all at once. The fun has got yeah, and then the 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 the, uh, the camaraderie between the three of them. You yep. see a lot more fun. Yeah, and that's one of the things that you know Jonathan uh, Choper said to me. One of the few notes he gave me before we started. He said, "Make sure you know we gotta we gotta see some happier and, and lighter, you know. And this is a chance to get away from from San Francisco and get away from all that and." I like to see that that fun, that camaraderie, and, and the brotherhood, and this silliness between the three of them. And, and still, of course, you know it's an important mission for them. But we, you know, it was important that we have that sense of, of fun between the three guys. And um, and and of course, it's great because because they're so comfortable with each yep. other. And you know, and I let them improv a little bit. Sometimes I let the camera run a little longer. You know, when the scene was over and. And, and certain things will come out and it's fun, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it was a good story. Revenge story too. Reve and I, I tell you, if you don't appreciate <laughs> Andrew's uh, 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 physicality already, uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, by the time, of course, I, I told you, by the time we get to my episode, there's no gas in the tank left. For yeah. I mean, I look at Andrew and, and some stunt team. Uh, I, I don't know, you knew we were doing this thing called double banging where yep. they were shooting seven and eight episode seven and eight nine ten at the same time yeah while i was prepping episode six <laughs> wow. so we had no time to, to reverse the fights in episode six like we normally would right and so doing seven and eight nine ten wrap those up drag their butts to uh, episode six with me andrew had hasn't been able to rehearse or seen any of the fight choreography wow and uh, and Chad was the only one that got to rehearse his fight, right? 
So basically it was one of those situations where it was like, you got it on the fly, you know, and like we show them the choreography and, uh, and it was like, okay, don't rehearse too much because I don't want anybody getting hurt and let's, let's just try to get it on film. Right. And that's basically, it's like, okay, put the camera, okay, put the camera here and, and boom, boom, boom. You know, I would say 80% of the time we get it on the first take, you know, and wow. I'm very nervous because wow. I, you sit here and you go, man, you know, this is not really the way you want to do fight scenes because, because you know, it's not unlike a, a dialogue scene. It, it should be rehearsed meticulously. Yeah. Not only for the actors, but for the camera and all of that. And so, again, you know, it's a testament to to Andrew's uh, uh, ability and, and, the, and the stunt team. Yeah. And also... You know, the uh, people don't realize it's not just the guy that's doing the punching and the kicking. It's the guy that's selling it. It's receiving end is the one that's really selling the hits. Yeah. And that's something that people don't don't give enough credit or understand. So it's usually it's all you know the heroes fighting. It's yeah. it's the guy that's reacting that's really going to make the fights. And yeah. these stunt you know the stunt team, man, I mean they were just on they were just on point. You know, and uh, so it's it's just terrific. And when you get it the first take, of course you got to do another take just just so you can have something in case technically go wrong. But yeah, that was, that was just kind of, you know, shooting from the hip kind of thing you know, with these fights. Yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, talking to Brett Chan too, I mean, we've had him come on uh, the very first time we had him come on. I say this every, since we started interviewing everybody who came on, uh, Brett Chan was just like, you know, pumping us up. You know, it's like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And it's just going to keep getting better and keep getting better. But notice the fights those guys put in lots of hours it's not just one or two hours it's lots of hours and i think the you know it's great credit goes to mr brett chan for that you know yeah I, I look I, you know the whole team silly because I'm, I'm sitting here patenting ourselves on the back but i i don't do that a lot I, seriously but i have to say i echo what you're saying because again if you if you if you know what it takes to do these things and you've seen martial arts you know action is tough to do on tv to begin with because it takes time and you're always rushing doesn't matter if you have a big budget or a small budget yeah but martial arts action and this kind of uh martial arts action where there's a lot of details and to storytelling in and of itself it takes a lot of time to 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 rehearse it, to design it, to shoot it. It takes a lot of time. And time again is something that, that you never feel like you have enough of. Yeah. So I feel like Warrior arguably has some of the best fight actions, martial arts fight action ever on, in the history of television. I can proudly say that. I worked on some, some stuff and I've, you know, I've seen shows where they attempt at this kind of martial arts action and it's okay, you know, but I, I I get it. I go, okay, that day, I guarantee you, they didn't have enough time. They did. They should have gotten extra shots here, extra angle here and there, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I never do it, but here I would, I would definitely proudly say that Warrior arguably has some of the best uh, martial arts action on TV. I, I, absolutely. I'm, we're yep. both going to say absolutely, <laughs> man. We yep. believe it a hundred percent. I mean, you believe everything, man. I mean, like I said, they, from from the first scene that Assam jumped off that boat to the very last scene where he's, you know, everybody's just going their their own way. It's you you believe it. You believe it. It's like you know they put in time. Everybody did work. You know, and you know it, it's all it's in the details. You know, and and again so. details take time. 
you take episode six, for example, you know, from the beginning, I said to the makeup ladies, amazing team, another unsung hero. Because, you know, you got to realize they go through so, imagine shooting seven and eight, nine, nine, ten, and all at the same time. So you got a continuity issue, your scars, you know, in this show, scars and blood and it's that alone, keeping track of the continuity is crazy. Yeah. And they have done so many different kinds of disguises for the stunt guys, because, you know, we don't, we don't have an, we have a very limited number of stunt team in South Africa and some we do bring in from outside, but you recycle these. It's very hard to find good fighters and, and you can also, you know, say a few lines here and there. So, you know, you, you got scars, just guys, you got beards, you got one eye, you got two eyes, you got no hair, you got, and, and, you know, on my episode, it was funny because there were actually a list of these stunt guys absolutely cannot be cast in episode <laughs> six because we don't, we've seen them in so many disguises. We don't know what to do with them anymore. And, you know, things like that. And, and in the end, they made it work. But it was important to me. I said to them from day one, I, I said, I want all the actors to be grimy, sweaty. I want to feel that Mexico heat. And, uh, and, and that's great and all, you know, but man, to do that, you know, you got all these extras, you got, so you got to have like 15 people running around spritzing actors and, you know, and I'm keeping, no, more sweat, more sweat, you know, and, <laughs> and make them dirtier. And so it's a lot of work just to, just for that, even though you, you don't realize that when you're watching the overall picture, but I mean, there were days where, you know, sometimes I'm sure they, you know, they were upset at me because, I'll be, no, 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 more sweat, more sweat. You know, I want that stuff dripping and I want them dirty and grimy. You know, you got to believe that you got to be, you got to really be there in Mexico yeah. at that time. Things like that, like I, I said, uh, it, it takes so much work for these little details and and, um, and you need a good team. Yeah, but with that oh, good yeah. team, you make it believable. You know, it's much more believable. The story is much more believable. Everybody's invested. And that's, that's a huge thing. I, I agree with you. You know, those little details are just massive. Mm -hmm. So you also did a film. I want to talk about this film as well. You want to talk about that with me? <laughs> it depends on which film. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that film. Hold on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> not that one. It, uh, I believe the title is called Once Upon a Time. In oh, once upon a time in Vietnam. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, that was my. Did you did you see that? Or you just heard about it. I heard about it, and I haven't got a chance to see it because uh, my Amazon Prime is not letting me get what I need, and it's making me upset. Well, it, it it's not a great picture. I'm proud of it. it's it's my directorial debut. That's why I wanted to see it. And uh, and it was it was a, a very special script that I had nurtured for four or five years and uh for vietnam it was very much ahead of its time uh, in in all ways and certainly on a economical level it it was a i think it's about eight years now something like that eight or nine years and uh it costs almost a million dollars which is nothing in hollywood standard but for vietnam it's a lot of money back then and it's the first fantasy action uh film and uh and in order to to get it financed i had to also act in it which, which was something i did not want to do at all all oh, right 
they're really logistically a very big film to take on. And so I ended up having to do that and, and uh, get the movie made. And, and uh, I was fortunate enough. It's not a, it's not a, a great film by any stretch of imagination. I think it's a, you know, I haven't seen it in a while, but um, I, I just know because it's my first, you know, and, but I'm very fond of it because we were able to, uh, it's the first Vietnamese film that was, first was bought by Lionsgate. Yep. International distribution, so I'm quite proud of that. And, and we sold, I think, 20, 21 foreign territories, which is very rare for a Vietnamese film. I think just because they don't expect, you know, people didn't expect, not because it's a great film, it's just that, you usually expect like a, a, a war film or rice patties, uh, mm. that kind of domestic drama thing maybe. And, uh, and here it is, it's kind of this uh, uh, action fantasy type of uh, martial arts film. Yes. And, and see, and that's why I wanted to check it out because I heard that it's not your typical, your stereotypical version of Vietnam. And when they told, when somebody told me that, I was like, that's why I want to see that now, because sure, we, we've all seen, we know, we, we know the history, we know all that, it's, that's great, but we're living now, and for somebody to, to bring something epic and a completely different view of Vietnam, it's captivating to me, and that's part of the reason. I, I do enjoy, you know, what I really, you know, the, the um, it didn't start, I didn't set out to make a fantasy film, because I knew that it was almost tough to do in Vietnam. I wanted to do, I wanted to do a, a film about what is a hero or what it, what is our definition? What is society's definition of a hero? And often, you know, it just in movies and books, you know, heroes in real life don't get recognized and heroes in real life usually are the, uh, the, the guy who goes to work every day and put food on the table. It's the guy that making the sacrifices you know, peddling the, the, you know, the uh, driving a taxi or whatever, and do whatever it takes to get his kids through school and take care of his family. You know, these kind of heroes, uh, it, it's not glamorous. So people don't really think of them as hero. Heroes are usually, you know, it's got to be cool. He rides a motorcycle, right. you know, like that, <laughs> that, that. and um, blonde, so wanted, blonde yeah. tattooed, leather jacket, cool. <laughs> So I wanted to do a story about a real hero in, in society. And, and, but I, I knew that if I were to do that, it's a drama that, you know, maybe 10 people want to see, certainly in general audience. And so I, I decided to, you know, uh, and I mentioned to you, I love uh, Spaghetti Western. Yep. So I said, well, what if I set it in sort of like a, a, a Spaghetti Western, Sergio Leone fantasy world? And and put martial arts in it, and um, and and that was the genesis of of that. But the heart of it is, uh, or at least I attempted to to explore. Uh, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but the hero in the film is just this guy who's a baker. You know, he makes bread and and he takes care of his family versus what, what you think is a hero that's introduced in the beginning, this really badass bounty collector kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was, uh, and that movie, it's also the movie where I learned why you shouldn't act and direct at the same time. Because, <laughs> I mean, that thing took five years off my, my life. Biologically, it took five years off. <laughs> Wearing a couple of different hats at the same time. 
well, you know what? I'm going to go look for it. You know what I mean? I, I really wanted to see, like I said, I just like, it's, it, it, I yeah, it's readily available. It's readily available. I think you enjoy it. You know, I, um, you enjoy this. There's some, there's some interesting stuff in there. Uh, and, uh, I brought a friend of mine. I don't know if you know who, who Roger Yuen is. I know you've seen him. He, he, you know, he's got a really nice look, ball, Asian Chinese guy, amazing martial artist, actor and an action director. Uh, you know, I did a lot of favors. So I asked him to come, you know, he was like the, the, the main villain in the Jackie Chan movie, uh, Shanghai Noon, you know, going way back and that oh. kind of thing. And he was in John Wick recently. And um, anyway, he flew over and it was that kind of movie, you know, when your friends come, they all, you know, Dustin's directing for the first time. So everybody sort of nice. came through and, and help out. And so he played the antagonist in that film. And he's terrific in it too. Yeah, well, we're going to I'm going to go see it. I'm going to definitely see it. Like I said, I just like I love uh, these uh, these amazing cultural movies that not uh, that steer away from the stereotypical stuff that we see all the time. Yeah, sure. We're in we're just flooded with, you know, OK, man, I've seen that. I've seen the Vietnamese rice patties and war movies. We've seen that. But what about the other side? So we're going to go see this movie. Definitely. All right. We'll talk I'm later. Gonna, I'm gonna check back with you. Quiz you. I'm gonna quiz you. I'm gonna quiz <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I'll take the quiz. Uh, so, you too, Sean. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm actually interested in it because I, I mean, I, I did a little bit of homework on you and stuff, and I saw that that was your first uh, film that you directed. So I'm, I'm very interested. In it. I know, uh, you know, there's uh, our other other cast members on the show have had a had a little bit of work. I know uh, Kieran just. His new movie just released. I can't remember the name of it, but I wanna, I wanna kind of follow you guys as you go and check out your uh, past work as well, for sure. Hundred percent. That's how you support your favorite actors. I mean, that's yeah. how you pay homage, as they say. <laughs> so, I you're you're a father. You got three three beautiful kids. You have your lovely wife. What do you do for your mental health? How do you? How do you unwind and relax at the end of the day? How, how do you do it? Well, um, you know, I think at this juncture in my life, undoubtedly it's, it's my, my wife and my children. They're quite young, they're eight, six and five months old. Wow. And, uh, uh, so it's nothing exciting, but but unlike when I was single, you know, I used to unwind by racing motorcycles on the, on the streets on the track, <laughs> nice. and, uh, things like that, martial arts and stuff. But for me, uh, I'm not really aside from that. You know, I, I don't really. I love movies, so that's my first passion. And then my children, and, and it's basically how I unwind. You know, it sounds cheesy, but uh, my children, my wife, I. You know, I, uh, all I do is just look. Sometimes I just sit there and I, and I look at them play. Or sometimes they come up and they give me, you know, a peck on the cheek and that's gold, you know, my whole day is, <laughs> is I'm glowing all day. And, uh, it's just funny, it's just the little things. And sometimes I sit and I look at my wife and, and, uh, and I think about what my life would be like without her, you know. Yeah. It would be, wouldn't, wouldn't be too pretty, but, uh, Things like that. So that's that's how I unwind. I love to I love to read, and, and when I'm not reading, I usually watch a movie. But it's tough tough now when, with young kids because the yeah. kind of films that I want to see. Of course, I gotta wait until they 
go to bed by the time I put him in the bed, you know, I'm about to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it is, man. I mean, yeah. you, have, you have kids? Uh, oh, yes, sir. I got, I got two. One's 20 and one's eight. Same mama. We just waited a little bit, you know? <laughs> so, so we, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time with, you know, when, when my daughter was younger, it was me and her and we'd cruise the streets. If I wasn't, if she wasn't able to come, I wouldn't go wherever we were, weren't supposed to go, you know? So we always had an adventure. Now with my little boy, it's like, you know, it's like a little miniature version of me was so inquisitive. And every time there's, he's got a story and these tall tales are, I got to stop everything I'm doing to catch along with these tall tales. And I'm like, was I like this? I don't know. <laughs> you know? And, and Sean, I mean, is isn't some- that, isn't that, that's incredible. Isn't it? I mean, it, it's, you have to have children to be able to talk about these things. Not, not to say that it's, uh, you know, better, or whatever, or noble, but your children, you know, like you said, you look at, you look at them and, and it really makes you think about a lot of things because so much like you. Yeah. And then you, you think about how you, how you influence them and then how, what kind of a life you would like for them to have. And it makes you think about a lot about, makes me think a lot about my action and, Yep. how I interact with my children and which is the same, you know, then it makes me be more conscious about how I interact with, with other human beings in general and trying to better myself as a, as a person. But, you know, and I think the children is like a mirror uh, for you sometimes. Sometimes Absolutely. it's kind of tough to look in that mirror, but uh, I think without them, you know, your self-awareness will be a lot less because I think we tend to be more, selfish and what and that's i don't use that word in a negative way so of course you know when you don't have children you, you focus on yourself right. right and then uh when you have children or family then hopefully your focus starts to shift uh, away from yourself and and i think it's a, i know it's a healthy thing because thinking a about yourself thing. too much gets you in trouble. yeah yeah but anyway enough, enough of that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if I, that was the right answer or not, that was that was beautiful man i mean yeah, it's, it's i love good. it it, you know, it. we all have our ways to, to unwind and that's a beautiful way. That's a great way. I mean, I, I do it. Uh, I'm sure Sean does it. I mean, yep. we, you know, kids, yeah, you, man. I mean, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta sit and just kind of watch and reflect, you know, uh, yeah. about the, about the, uh, the good things in life. And, you know, for me, uh, I know for you guys, that's, that's your wife and kids. Uh, you know, sometimes we take, as human beings, we take a lot of things for granted. So to take those little, to take the little seconds, you know, and just, just appreciate uh, what, what God has given you is uh, something that's pretty special. hundred percent, man. I'm telling you, yeah. And you don't have to have kids like, like Sean was saying, you know, because before I had kids, I have moments like that where I actually look at other people's children and it makes me reflect on things because again, I think, you know, the, the child is, is the innocence of a child and they're so pure that if you, if you tune into that kind of, of energy, uh, you're going to see things and think things, you know, through their eyes. And it, there are so many things around us that, that we do take for granted. And, 100%. and you, need, you, need that, you need that silence and you need that space to that balance to, yep. to be aware of it. You know, it's all around us. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and so, you know, that, oh, you know, which brings me interestingly enough. Uh, I don't know how the filmmakers are, but for me, you know, getting back when I'm directing a film or when I'm just working on a film, but certainly directing because you're kind of like 
you know, everybody comes to you for answers and then you interact with a lot of different people under a very stressful uh, condition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it makes me, since I had, have had children, it really makes me more aware of how I interact with crew members. hundred percent. It's not just getting the job done, that's the pressure itself. But then sometimes I, at the end of the day, I take stock and yeah, you know, that, that day, uh, this situation come up and I could have handled a little better or it just makes me more aware of how I'm interacting, to, interacting with other people. And it's as crazy as it sounds because filmmaking is very expensive. But for me, it's almost like filmmaking. Yes, I want to make great movies and tell great stories, but it's an incredible battlefield for me, a learning, uh, 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 like a school ground for me in terms of how I interact with another human being. And, and, and when you're under a lot of pressure, that's when you, that's when you really know, you know? Uh, so I, I value uh, being on a film set and I value filmmaking experience aside from its artistic and creative uh, benefits. Uh, it's also allowed me uh, a lot of room to to get to know myself better. Ah, you're right. Nice. You're right. It, it totally it, it totally balances you. Once you once you realize you know how you treat your kids, all of a sudden you start taking a mental mental awareness of what you're how you're acting, how you're reacting. And then I I like like you, I find myself at work doing the same thing or or you know uh, daily interactions. With, and how I'm going to present myself and how I'm going to react to situations. Am I going to allow my ego to get in the way or am I going to let that ego take the back seat and let humanity take its course? You know what I mean? Be a human, you know, be a kind human. So I, that's the thing, man. Again, you know, it, 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 at the risk of sounding uh, syrupy cliche, but it's it really, it's kindness, you know, it's, it, it's simple, but it's hard because you don't see that a lot anymore. Right. Although you do, you know, during this sort of the, this little challenge that we're going through as a nation, uh, the whole world, you know, I think more than ever, you start to, to, to value kindness and you're more aware of it more. But, but at the bottom, at the end of the day, that's really the, the bottom line. I think a little kindness goes a long way. 100%. Uh, and, uh, and, and we just, got to remind ourselves, you know, to, to click into that kind of behavior more often. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Especially it's like, you know, our, our, our frontline workers, nurses, doctors, uh, first aid, uh, emergency responders, um, even, you know, what retail, I mean, the people to go through so much, they just, the kindness does go a long way, you know? Yeah. I want to know when it's time to eat. Because we love to talk about food as well. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't care around this twelve pack for nothing. <laughs> Six what? pack is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Double it up as a dad. I got that dad bod. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so what, what, what's uh, one of your favorite uh, meals? What do you like to eat? Man, I'm like you. Yeah, I love food. I, you know, it's like I. I live to eat, not the other way around. And, and I, love, I love, obviously, I'm you know Vietnamese food because because that's what I grew up with, that, and and so that's always the first thing I think of in terms of comfort food. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy also the food. I love Mexican food, which I don't 
I don't get a lot in uh, in Vietnam and uh, good Mexican food. You know, I used to cook uh, my my very very first time uh, working in a restaurant when I was 15. And I lie and I said I was 16. This is in St. Louis, Missouri, the first Mexican restaurant ever in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, this is in 1970, uh, you know, 77, that kind of a thing. And uh, and uh, so I worked, I got in there, you know, as a dishwasher and then I got moved up to prep cook. And all. so I actually learned, you know, a lot about Mexican food, you know, from, from rolling enchiladas and making tamales and, you know, chili con verde and all of these things. And so I love Mexican food. And then of course, Italian food and, and, and in general, just, I just love uh, food. And, uh, and of course, when you get, when you get older, you know, you just can't sit and, and put away 30 tacos, you know, you can, well, but you can't get back up. You can, I think <laughs> as a Mexican myself, I think I can. Well, maybe 15. Honest, amigo. Whoa, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brechen. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Where's he at? I don't see him. I don't see a black screen. Where's that dog? Where's that? I want we to we that. want to see that pretty face, Brett. <laughs> wow. What's up? There is the angry Vietnamese guy. Look at that. That's what, yeah, that, that's what Brett refers to me as the angry Vietnamese guy. Can you believe that? This, this is the kind of respect. Yes. Well, we all know this is really what Dustin's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. That sums it up. That sums it up. That's what they call it acting. Oh, yeah. Mr. So when Brett. Dustin walks on set, that's what he's like. Yep. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm yawning. I'm yawning from morning to night. That's what I do. <laughs> What's up, handsome? How you doing? Man, I'm just having it's it's great. This is such a great surprise. And then of course I'm having a great time chatting with, with these two gentlemen who these two who, we were talking Nothing shit about I, you. Before. We're talking shit yeah, about you. I know. <laughs> Adam and Sean are always talking shit about me. Whoa, bro, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't come down because you're not too far from me in Victoria. Don't kick my ass, son. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> where, are you, where are you tuning in from? Vancouver? Uh, from Vancouver. Yeah, I'm on uh, working on Kung Fu right now. I, I'm, mm. I'm uh, cracking the whip like uh, like uh, like the the mad uh, the slave driver that I am. The slave driver that you are. That's right. <laughs> right. And they'll be, they'll be better for that. Right. Yes. I know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. here, cracking the whip on Sean. Where, where's where's the producer for the show? Because I want to know why they haven't hired me yet. Uh -oh. They just hired oh. one new one. Uh oh. Put, put the producer on. I'm gonna pull a zing on him. Oh man! Hey, oh Dustin. There's an episode coming up where they need a martial, uh, a really uh, uh, sketchy martial arts instructor. They need a. <laughs> Angry Vietnamese guy? Yeah, angry Vietnamese martial arts instructor. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. I'm going to message her right now. Oh, uh -oh. look at this. Look at that. I love it. See, guys, this is, this is, the, this is the moral of the story. I mean, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Brett, Brett, do you have a job for me? I need, I need, I need a job. See, we got three squeaky yeah, we, need, we need a doorknob somewhere around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our doors. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Hey, I tell you what, Adam, you guys... Adam, Sean, now you know what we gotta go. We gotta put up with. Okay? I ca- I kind of feel what you guys had to go through day in and day out. I'm sorry for that. I tell you what, you guys do the acting. I'll make the tacos. I got you guys. <laughs> I'll feed you guys. We were talking about food, Brett. Talking about food. Yeah, Brett, what'd you have for lunch? I had bim bim bop. What is bim bim bop? I don't know what it is, but I think I want some. Yeah, I, I I'm thinking I you want would. some too. Oh man, it's a whole lot of goodness. Like it's got like some kimchi, some rice, some spinach, oh. some some bulgogi meat turned up with some eggs and some mm. bulgogi some is, that, is the Korean short ribs, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh no, that's Belgian. Oh. But it is Korean. Mm. Bim bim bop. Do you make that yourself or you get that somewhere? No, no. I get that somewhere else. Oh man, I'll have to come up and visit you just so we could go eat. Oh, I don't, I don't care about visiting. Uh, I just want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if they'll let you in with that beard, anyways. Oh, oh, oh no, oh. we were we were just talking. Dustin said I kind of look like uh, Karen's brother. So yeah. uh, you know, it's season, like season uh, three, you bring us on as uh, extras, beat the shit out of us or something. You know, whatever. Oh, I'm the shit out of you, all right. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that? Remember that time you? Warzone. Oh man, Brett, Brett's gonna pull you in a in a special fight scene where there's no rehearsal at all. Oh, oh, you're gonna fight Dustin. And he's gonna kick your oh, ass. No. <laughs> I don't know if you saw him fight Joe, but he was an angry Vietnamese. I, I, I did see him fight Joe a couple times. I, I yeah, watched, that was I watched the whole series a couple times. If you got if you got Joe beating down on your ass, you'd be angry too. No, <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I'm already scared. <laughs> Oh man! That's, oh yeah! You, know, you see that uh, moment? Which one? Uh oh! Wait, you'll see, you'll see Dustin here. He's angry, boy. Coming up here, angry. Oh yeah! Yeah, very, very angry. <laughs> I'm very angry because I I'm, I was hungry and I wanted to go home and wrap it up and he kept making me shoot take after take. Of course I'm going to be hungry. Yeah, I mean angry. Was, angry. Was angry. He angry. Was angry. Angry. He was angry. <laughs> that scene was so epic. I mean everything about that scene. You and Joe Joe going to war. Man, what you don't know about that scene is after he gets thrown against the through the bookshelves and shit like that. Um, there was a small cup on the ground. And so when Dustin gets up to move right away, he stepped on the cup and rolled off it and he tore his ACL. That's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, you're saying he had oh. his But Dustin, being the angry Vietnamese with adrenaline pursing through his veins at the time, he uh he he did the rest of the fight. He still, oh, gosh. He did another he four hours of that. shooting. That's, four that, hours of shooting. That's that's how the Vietnamese won the war. <laughs> That is how the Vietnamese won. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> it, it just, you know, you just can't just not finish the, the sequence because everybody worked so hard on it. You know? and, and he did he did pretty much all the fight. Like, he did everything. Everything. Um, so, yeah. Damn. Well, when I, there was a few things I didn't do. First of all, when I, when I got thrown into, like, really actually hitting the shelf, I, you know, my wonderful stuntman, uh, stunt no, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else doesn't do. I'm too old for that. I don't think Brett would allow it. I don't know the producers would allow it. <laughs> you know, there was one time um, I was at Dustin's house and we had a meeting 
and uh, talking about the script and everything that's happening. And they're talking about 106 was coming up because Dustin was directing. <clears throat> and outside of Dustin's place in in uh, in Cape Town, it's it's downtown. It's a great place. It's like it's soaring. It's it's beautiful. But at nighttime, it's crazy. So I left Dustin's house not knowing this, and I go outside. And I'm on my phone. <clears throat> you just call my like Uber. And I didn't Uber, want to right? do anything. But... Yeah, I went for Uber, and three guys tried to mug me. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. boy. So uh, you know, they left with a really bad headache. But even <laughs> you know, I, I jumped to my Uber, and he's like, "He said, Are you?" He said, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh man, this place at nighttime." He goes, "This place daytime." It's Great, but nighttime. He goes, I wouldn't come in for Uber at nighttime. I wasn't going to even pick you up. I'm like, oh man, I'm glad you went to pick me up. It just, you know, Cape Town, you have to be really careful where you are by yourself at certain times. Uh, I mean, that was in the downtown area. So at nighttime, it's hustle and bustle. It's like awesome there. It's like you walk around during the day, but at nighttime, once the lights go down, yeah, you don't be by yourself. Well, I told you the story, right, Brett? Same, same thing, dude. Now, I've been living there, right? I mean, for two seasons. And so I, I know I know what's up and all that, and, and um, I'm not the big imposing guy at all. Not like Brett, but they were dumb enough to pick on him. And uh, but of all the days that I they got you know hit up on, uh, harassed, it was the night I went to the, the emer- I came back from the emergency room. For uh, knee. You never told me this. I didn't tell you this. No. Literally, I, I, I'm coming back from the emergency room. I walked out of the Uber. Actually, the driver dropped me off. I had a huge temporary cast on. And I'm, you know, I'm doing one of these numbers, trying to get to my front door. And like I said, I, nights have gone by. I've seen, I've seen everybody. I know everybody. This one guy comes up to me, had a big blanket on. He looks like Clint Eastwood and uh, <laughs> ugly with the poncho thing. And he came up right up to me like this. Right? I'm in pain. I'm hobbling around, so I stopped. And, he, and, and I know he's going to ask me for money. Well, right? you did tell me. Like a peddler. And he goes, he goes, give me all your money. What? I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to give you money. And I forgot I got a bad knee, right? So next thing you know, I said, give me your money. So he lifted, he lifted the blanket up, and there was, a, there was a knife, right, this long, right? Oh, damn. Exactly. So I'm thinking, okay, this is really surreal. Now, I know I can take this guy, but, oh, shit, I got a bad knee, dude, so I can't move. Oh. <laughs> so you think you think about all these things, Brad. That's what happens to me in, in the front. I'm thinking, like, well, okay, you know, if, if uh, whatever I do, I can't let him cut my face because I got to shoot the next day. Right? <laughs> so, whatever you do, protect. You know, this is kind of silly conversation that goes on in your mind, right? Now, luckily for me, of course, you know, Gus is like, I can't cut my face, man. I'm beautiful. <laughs> right. I mean, he's like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta shoot the next day. And um, but this is how how stupid you're thinking is. But luckily for me, my my security guard comes out. And, hey, what are you doing? And the guy, of course, ran off. But but it's the same spot, almost the same spot, uh, Brett. So, Mr. Perry Young, you didn't get attacked, did you? Oh, Perry. <laughs> What's up, Dustin, my brother? Man, I had to hop on to see Dustin. What's up, brother? What's up, Perry? And Brad, hey, J- hey guys, Um, I-, I had a funny experience that wasn't being attacked, but it's very similar to what Dustin just said about uh, just just look out for my face, you know? <laughs> Don't touch my face. I Right after my last day of shooting, 
season one, I I I, I had to get gifts because I was going to get on a plane. I went, oh man, I got to get a gift for the makeup and hair hair wardrobe people. So I went and rode my bike, and you know, it's like I had one hour to do it in the morning before the transport came to pick me up. I was booking down the street, and I and I just like the bag that had all the 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 chocolates in it got stuck in the front rim of the bike. Oh no! I went head first, and oh, oh. the matter this is like a nanosecond. I had a helmet on. My helmet hit hit the pavement. I felt my mouth hit the pavement. Ooh. In that split second, I went, it's thank God I rapped yesterday because I knew I'd have a bloody <laughs> lip and I wouldn't be shooting. I mean, this is the stuff that happens in a nanosecond, you know, right? I imagine Dustin thinking, just wash the face, you know, like it just happened, you know, you don't even think about it. But yeah, oh. luckily it was just like I had that Father June mustache and it protected some of the, you know, the road rash, prevented the road rash. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's Actor, funny. And you see how vain yeah. we are, actors. <laughs> yeah, you see how you see how vain. See, this is this is uh, Dustin every day at the gym. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Yeah, uh, I, I I did say I had to keep up with the young ones. So walks in, right away. See the picture again. You know, there's a gun pointing at my head. <laughs> Let's see that again. Let's see that picture again. <laughs> that's how Brett. That's how. That's how Brett makes me make sure I train. Got a gun. Gun. Right. Look. Oh yeah. Look. <laughs> oh man. Straight Someone up. Gotta keep the background. You see Barry? Yeah. Am I in the background? <laughs> right there. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Dustin's an inspiration, man. I, I don't know if I'd be going if Dustin wasn't going to the, the workout every day. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm sorry. That's, that noise in my background is my work. I got to get back to work. And Hey, what a, a great surprise to see you, Brett. Go get him, man. Miss you, guys. Yeah. It's great to see you, Brett. See you guys. Hey, brother, thanks for popping Later, in, man. I don't miss you, Sean, but it's everybody else. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> Dustin, oh. I missed you, man. Miss you. I miss all of you guys. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is a great surprise. This is awesome. Awesome. See, see now that when I when I told you the when you asked me the question, have you interviewed anybody else? I, this is this is how we do the interviews. We we interview one guy, and we are blessed with somebody who's got time, Mr. Perry Young, who I'm trying to find. Uh, what what are those flutes called again? The Shakuhachi. I can't find Shaku one anywhere Hachi. here. So I'm going to have to go get to, I'm flying over to you to go pick one up. How about that? It's not easy to get. I am one of the only guys that can actually provide a good one. He's your dealer. US. Yeah, he's yeah, my no, dealer. No, no. <laughs> you know, it, it is a weed. Shakuhachi bamboo is a weed. You know that. Shakuhachi weed, huh? Okay. Yeah. It's, it belongs to the grass family. Ah, well, yeah. I need a grass family flute. Then is what I need. Because I mean, yeah. I, I got like I got tons of guitars. I think I, I got rid of uh, five or six of them now, and I'm down to like twelve. So, <laughs> I I had played guitar. I mean, I was a guitar player first, but since, when I took up shakuhachi, they all collected dust. Ooh, damn! I mean, it just it was an instrument that it's just so it just spoke to me, you know. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I made one for Dustin. He did, and he made a, a few others. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple other of other cast members wanted them because, because you know it just it just watching him play is just so cool. You want you want to do it, but of course you're not Perry, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to sound out of it. You, you blow on it; it just doesn't sound <laughs> the same. <laughs> 
Well, it's I mean, kind of like a violin. It's not like a hachi. It's something else when I'm playing it. I don't know what the hell it's like. <laughs> I That's, mean, it's... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it, it's, you know, I was, I was so lucky that they asked me to make it that it, it just started to preoccupy my time that I should be spending learning my lines, you know, <laughs> on the set, you know, and um, yeah. yeah and it, not, it, not, that, not that you ever, you know, forget your lines. <laughs> But well, there was a moment. There was one of the episodes where, because of the rain, a rain date, they had to post. They had to push my indoor scenes up to oh, shoot because that. they couldn't shoot outdoors. And a couple of us, like D Diane, Don, were a little cut off guard because it's like a week before we shoot, and we're going like, "Oh man, I don't know if I really have my lines down yet." And you know, you you know, so it's just like reminds you that you should always be on top of your lines because once you get into a shoot, you can't even think about it anymore. And uh, yeah, that was a reminder that I was like, luckily I had to share the scene with with the uh, young June, Jason Tobin, who's who I became really he good friends with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's so cool. It's just like, don't worry about it, man. It's just me, you know? And it's like, I mess up the line. It's just like the camera's on you. He goes, just give it to me again. You know, it's just like, you know, it just becomes fun. Even if you forget your lines, it's no big deal, you know? So is that ad lib more um from dustin from both sides of the camera of the camera uh director and as an actor and for mr perry young uh is it um ad lib more and more acceptable or do you guys find it like man you should have maybe we should stick with the script it 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 depends you know uh, it it's a lot to do with first of all uh the energy tv uh tv shows are driven by writers. It's, a, it's a, what's known as the writer's medium. And you got to have respect for that. But you hope that you have good writing, good dialogue, so that, that you can do, do properly respect it, right? You don't want to get dialogue where you go, oh, God, you know, I don't want to change it. I don't want to change the writing, but I can't say these lines. That's a nightmare. <laughs> Luckily for us, and I'm sure everybody agrees, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, we have such wonderful writers. And so in my, in my personal opinion, the writing is, is pretty solid. So you don't really need to improvise too much. And also depends, you know, if you're working with a certain showrunners and writers of, of certain particular show, they just absolutely know improvisation. I mean, they'll make, they make it known. It's like, you say the, the, the writing exactly the way it's written. Uh, some, some is more flexible. So it depends on the situation and the needs, but but I think again, going back, I don't think I don't personally, I you know, even when I'm directing, I don't encourage improvisation when we're shooting. Now when we're rehearsing, yes, I, I like the actors to explore and wow, nice come up with stuff. But I, I think on set I don't encourage it. I don't discourage it, but I just don't encourage it because it's just it's a logistical issue. You know, we're racing against time. Mm. And and again because it's a it's a writer's medium if you come up with, with something it, it better be really good and also sometimes out of respect you got to check with them before you put it on film uh if you even have the time to put it uh, on film so i think it just depends on the situation when i was directing episode six what i did is i i told you guys i wouldn't i would just leave the camera running a little longer once the scene was technically over and if there was some inspiration that came up or something like that um then we possibly could use it, but it's an it's an option where you can actually cut, right? You're not you're not committing to something where you where the writers and the showrunner feels like you're forcing them into a situation, which I don't think is 
this right? Because again, I mentioned earlier, it's, it's their show, right? I mean, my mm -hmm. job is to deliver the story and the text, the way it's presented. And, and if I can bring something a little extra that they like, then they have that option, but to corner them into something, uh, I, I, don't, I don't like to do that personally. You know, I, I don't know what Perry, his feelings are, but well, and, and as an actor, it's the same thing. I, I do very little improvisation. I think I improv a few lines, you know, with Zing and, and you know, luckily they kept it and they, they liked it. But in general, I, I'm not a kind of actor that like to improv a lot while we're shooting. I agree, not while we're shooting because it's such a tight, specific technique for the camera. You kind of really understand what you're doing. But um, but when there's room to improvise and with, you know that's great because you're, I, I think improv, if you're improvising from inspiration, that's awesome. But if you're improvising because the lines aren't written well, that's another thing. And I've been in both situations. And recently I just auditioned a self-tape where the casting directors said it had to be word for word, no improvisation. And it's really quick. This was a really quick kind of a pacing uh, television show. And it's all about these snappy, you know, uh, retorts. It's like, don't, you can't improvise on this because everybody's bouncing off the same riffs, you know, bouncing off these riffs. So yeah, I, I, I basically even asked about one word and they said, no, I was like, whoa, you know? Yeah, but television is pretty strict, I think. But whereas filmmaking or independent film, I found that there's more room to improvise because in that situation, the director is more, you know, it's more of a director's medium in films as opposed to the writers. And, you know, in a t TV show, it's kind of like a machine, like in Law and Order, you cannot improvise on Law and Order because it's such a tight formula right. that keeps that thing going for 22 years, you know. Yeah. Um, but on independent films, when someone has their heart in it and they see that the actor is learning something in a scene, you know, let's, let's play with this, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, uh, you're always learning anyway. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, it's amazing to see everybody's energy. I mean, like, like, like we, we said earlier and I, and with the talking with Mr. Perry Young in, in many episodes back, um, the way everybody feeds off each other, I think off the screen is what sold on screen, you know, the tight bond, the, the, the friendships that, that the, the friendships to this day, you know what I mean? I mean, I think that that bond there strengthened and solidified the story. The story was just built up from obviously the writers and the actors and stunt coordinators. And then everybody made this boom, here you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was all energy. It was all energy. Casting, casting. I think Jonathan Tromper, the casting director, the producers, knew how to cast a show i oh, mean like the first time the first day i met dustin you walked into jason's apartment and somebody else you know um we just all went olivia chang was there and like you know i just we felt like we knew each other you know yeah That's i think amazing. i think it's also uh, luck too i i feel you know because obviously i don't think there's a formula for it uh, from my experience, because if there were, you know, our show would be perfectly cast. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think luck has a lot to do with it, um, and uh, and and it comes down to trust, right? So you get the right casting, uh, where you got good people together. Uh, yeah, this is my personal experience. It's, it's the trust off screen, right? You're, so you get along because a lot of times you work with people and you respect it, but you don't necessarily like to hang out with them. And that's okay too. I mean, there's no, there's no rule that say you got to be buddies with your, with your coworkers. 
But <laughs> no, I mean, really, right? I mean, it's just, you're professional, and you know, I don't like you, but when they say action, I better act like I like you, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Right? You know what I mean? But I think the trust there, and, and we all get along so great. And there's a trust. So when you're working opposite your actors, your fellow actors, you know that you know they got your back. You know, yeah. I mean, I've worked with a couple of actors, just a few, where. You know, when they're doing close-ups on them, I mean, they're like, you know, going all out. But when the camera turns around on you, they kind of like <laughs> off oh. camera. They're not giving you anything to work with, man, because you know it's like they're done now, right? It's like, okay, I got my close-ups. Oh. No, now you fend for yourself, kind of thing. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> and, and you do it. You do it because you, you're an actor. I mean, that's what you do. You do you work with what you got. But but when you're working in that kind of environment, you don't feel like, you know your fellow actors uh, uh, got your back, mm-hmm. right? So you're gonna, be, you're gonna be defended and you're more guarded and you can't be creative when you're guarded, you know? Um, that's my take on it anyway. Yeah, so I think good. after Jonathan cast me, he had a Skype interview and, and, and uh, we were talking, you know, just about stuff, anything, you know? And then at the end he goes, great, I feel great. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't hiring an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Maria said. Yeah, too. I was going to say, wait a second. That's what Maria said. Her, her interview was real quick. And she said, I'm just making sure that you're not an asshole. Okay. See you. Have a good day. And she was gone. I mean, I totally agree with what Dustin said. You don't have to be buddy buddies with your castmate, but it, it helps if your castmate's not an asshole. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I mean, any job, right? I mean, you're, you, Adam, yeah. you imagine, you know, you spend eight, 10 hours a day with somebody that you work with, man. And you just, you just can't. Yeah. you know stand this person you know that's a, that's an awful feeling and yep. uh, mm-hmm. and with again with 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 movie making it's it's such a intimate uh thing especially with acting and i'm not i'm not glorifying the, the craft of acting or anything but when you're acting you know when they say action you you know you you're very vulnerable and you're exposing yourself and you you're trying to do good work and all that and and if you if you're working opposite somebody that you just can't stand, or they're just not a, a good person, or they are they causing you know this very tense energy on the set, which has been known, you know, you you you've all heard stories about these kind of things, and and people get you know they get the work done because we're all professionals here, but but it's really hard, it's really hard, man, and uh, and life is too short, you know, I. I'm not, I'm saying this truly, even when I was younger, you know, as desperate for work as I, as I was. I think Jonathan was coming from, Jonathan was coming from a place where he, he, he figured if we were going to be doing this for four or five seasons, he wanted to make sure that these actors, he can live with these actors for four or five years, you know? Yeah. Because you you know you find some of those long running shows, and all of a sudden you you see the ever changing door where a character's dying off. Whoop, that guy's gone. Whoop, that guy's gone too. Oh, we got new two new fresh faces. Yep, that guy's gone too. You know, and I think that was we were really lucky to have everybody in a constant where we were familiar with everybody's story. We were familiar with the backstory just enough to to be interested. But there wasn't that high turnover rate of the actors coming in and out, and I think that was fantastic. I was that was it, probably it's the, yeah, it's the biggest cliche, man. But uh, uh, actors, you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough business, and 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 when a show becomes successful, you know, it's very dangerous because 
if certain individuals are not grounded, you know, they'll start spinning out of orbit and, and creating, you know, issues. And, and I've, I remember when I was younger and, and we're doing guest spots, you know, on, on established hit shows. And I won't, I won't say, I won't name any names, but you get on there and, and you, and I remember seeing the five leads, you know, they all were so miserable and, and none of them were talking to each other. They had their own camps. They didn't even bother saying hello to me. Uh, it would have been nice, but it's okay. You know, I get paid. I go say my lines. But I remember, I remember thinking, you know, as a young actor, I said, man, these guys are getting, you know, over $100,000 an episode. Uh, at that time, the show was a huge show. And, th- and this is how miserable they are. You know, I don't, I don't want to be like this. Right. You know, I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, but the day I become like this, man, I, I'm not doing this anymore because why are you so unhappy? Yeah. You know, and I get it. You know, sometimes you do a show, three, four season, five season. And this is back in the day when you're doing 22 episodes a year. It's very tiring. But to me, there's no excuse for that at that time and now. You know, it's like, why are you so miserable? You know, and how can you work? I remember like, there were days, you know, I had scenes with another actor, Demon Brother, showing up, one of the leads. And oh, man. I was doing lines with, you know, the script supervisor. And then later they'll, you know, they, they got him in somewhere wall and did his close-ups and that kind of thing. But, but my point is, you know, when you when you're interviewing us or you're interviewing some shows and actors, oh yeah, I love I love my castmates and you know, and it's, it's a lot of times it's a kind of cliche thing to say because I don't think most people would never go out and say, oh, I hate my well, I hate my castmates, you know, none too. But definitely not this show, man. Truly, I'm telling you, truly, it's very rare when you have a a cast as big as this cast is it's not a small cast either yeah it's from very diverse uh diverse background and you have this kind of affection uh for each other you know i've i've been around the blocks and, and i'm really i'm really grateful i think it's a very special unique situation yep. yeah. i think that is for at least me and adam and uh you know the fan base that uh, has, has got the chance to know you guys on a personal level. I think that's what makes the show that much special that you guys are just such an amazing cast and has that friendship. Um, it just makes us feel like part of the warrior family with you guys. And it's, it's, it's a really cool experience that uh, I don't think I've ever had on any TV show or, uh, you know, watching a movie or whatever. Does it, I'm not that invested into it as I am uh, with warrior. So we, we appreciate that. You know, I wonder if that comes from you know, like, the personality of Bruce Lee. He's just so like uh, inviting on screen. He's like, you know, I like this guy. He could be my friend, right? I look up to him. He could be my mentor. I mean, he ha- has that vibe that's inclusive. So I think that it makes the cast inclusive and the fans inclusive. You know, it's just like, it, that's why it's like a warrior family. It's, it's, I don't know. I think about it a lot. It's, it's, he's so warm, you know, as a, as a, human being this iconic human being it's just like you know him yeah yeah man and you know again not because you guys are here adam and sean but i'm starting to to uh this is like my i think my second podcast for warrior mm-hmm. and um i don't get i don't get asked a lot to do podcasts you know and i don't i have kids so i don't listen to a lot of podcasts and without a touch. <laughs> I do some PR work. 
I do I do the PR stuff when HBO asks all of us to pitch in, and I'm, I'm more than proud and happy to do it. But I don't do it a lot. But I'm starting, you know, now that we're on HBO Max, and and I'm starting to read some some articles. I'm starting, you know, and all of my castmates and friends are doing the, the Instagram thing, and so, and then talking to you, Sean, and Adam, and some other people, and I'm starting to realize how loyal of a following we, we have on this show warrior, you know, and it just, it doesn't surprise me, but it's, it kind of overwhelms me. And I, and I really, uh, I really, uh, I'm moved by it. Uh, me too. Genuine, this genuine um, affection for the show and this, and this genuine desire for the, for the show to continue. And I read, you know, I read some of the, I guess there's some group now, you know, not now, but been around for a while. Uh, you know the warrior group on, on oh yeah groups yeah, like yeah. that where people would talk i mean they you know you guys really the fans really get into <laughs> to the show it's not just oh it's a great show and we love it but you know so it's it's uh it's really um i'm very i'm very moved by it um it, yeah, we, i've seen a big tick uptick on, on fans once it moved to hbo max there's a 100%. whole bunch of different new new yeah uh, voices that are coming yep. on and things you know it's kind of cool and they're all they all seem like really cool people yeah it's you know, a, like the show effect attracts cool people well it does. you gotta be cool to watch a cool show. <laughs> you, you gotta be right you gotta be cool that's, that's right. a requirement that's right. to watch warrior you gotta be sign cool, up man. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on being cool it's still a work in progress but uh, you know i i, I think you, you know, pass you pass adam <laughs> bam the, yeah. the beard the beard starts it all is where it's at. that's where the cool meter starts <laughs> the beard all right i got you i, I have attempted to grow a beard but it doesn't happen <laughs> i just shaved this morning honestly <laughs> we just you know we're very fortunate i i always say that to everybody to you guys and and we're very fortunate we're i mean me i'm just you know this I'm a Mexican from the Pacific Pacific Northwest, and I I work, I play music occasionally. Used to play a lot, and 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 now I podcast. And and, and my buddy Sean, he's a you know, he's an army vet. He's uh he's my hero. He's my he's my brother, and we're just like we're we're humble dudes, and we are we get to talk to, for in my opinion very big dudes you know what i mean <laughs> so so i mean like i told you dustin i mean it's like you were camera angles camera angles <laughs> camera angles and lighting yeah but you know like i said you know you, you played a very integral part of me growing up i mean like i said i, I, I every day every week it was like 21 jump street you know, we're gonna see peter peter i mean peter de louise and holly i, I had a crush on holly i'm not gonna tell you anything. we'll just stop right there because i don't deal with <laughs> anyways but the, you know and 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 you and, and of course johnny i didn't like johnny depp back then no offense johnny depp but I'm, i just didn't you know <laughs> i was more of the, it was the minority characters you know what i mean it's like yeah, I, no, johnny's a good guy he's a great dude johnny Johnny that I know, you know, is is a terrific human being. It's it it saddened me to to hear about all the stuff that's going on with him. Sure. I, I also yeah. take it with a bit of a grain of salt because there's always two sides to every story. Absolutely. But, but Absolutely. Johnny that Johnny that I know is a, is a, is a really good guy. And he's a great musician too. He plays on the uh, Hollywood Vampires and me, you know. Yeah. And, and so and you know, guy's good looking. You know, he acts. He's a tremendous actor and he's a musician. He's in a band. I mean, just. Look, I'm not even gonna lie. I got the cologne right here. It's a, 
And that, that's right. <laughs> tell, tell us tell us what it smells like. I, can you smell that? Come over here, smell it. Come here, smell this. I could smell that from here. <laughs> I, I love yeah, it. My screen, my screen is fogging up. I don't know if it's cologne or something else. It's, I don't know what it is either, but it's definitely whew, it's the cologne. But, uh, yeah, so you know, huge integral thing. I mean, it, it was it's such a big thing for me to watch you guys on the screen, and, and like I said, it kind of just grew up. And you know, I always knew that those are my favorite shows back in the day. And then, of course, now we got you guys and I'm talking to you guys, and now we got Warrior. And for us to to have simple conversations, not necessarily try not trying to dehumanize or not trying to. We're just trying to say, hey, you know, we're, we're fans. We love the show. We love you guys. We just love everything yep. you guys have done. We want to see more, and we know it's higher up. So all of us are going to join together. We're going to get HBO Max to listen somehow. Thank you. Thanks for your help. Yeah. Wouldn't that? Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that oh, be it'd wonderful? be it'd be awesome. No, it, it's 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 just cool. It's been a cool experience, and like the cool thing about us being on the podcast, I and mean, we get to talk to you guys. It's great and all, but um, you know, we talk about Warrior. But then uh, Adam and I are huge on mental health, uh, huge on food, just just getting to know you guys as human beings, because you guys are human beings. You guys are just normal people. You have a really cool job. But that, I mean, that's that's really about it. So we get to show the fan base uh, how human you guys are. And it, it, it's just it's been a really cool experience talking to everybody. And it's I, I can't wait to talk to the rest of the gang. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, I'm in the works of talking with uh, Mr. Tropper, getting him on the show. Uh, you guys are all welcome to come and, and barge in and, and be a part of that. But it's just it's just been a fun experience to get all you guys together. Thank you. It's been fun jumping in. Yeah, Perry, it's it's fun always just chatting with you every once in a while, seeing how you're doing, stuff like that. You know, it, it's it's been uplifting for me uh, with my mental health as well. Hundred percent. I'm I'm having a great time. I know. <laughs> it was such a great surprise for me, Perry. You and Brad dropped in. Oh man, got it. Yeah, yeah. Sean said, "Hey, you should pop in and surprise Dustin." Yeah, said, we we always try to do yeah. this because uh, you guys have that special bond. So it's like, hey, uh, Perry, what do you what do you? Uh, I know you're busy, but uh, do you mind popping in? And usually he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll pop in." So. Yeah, it's good. It's cool to hang out with my buddies. You know, that's I right. To see you guys, especially right now, right? You know, we're look. All, I mean, like, you know, like Perry, man. Yeah. The other thing, you know, when I when I was directing episode six, I told you guys most most of the cast went home, and uh, and then in come Perry, you know, him <laughs> and Olivia. They they kind of stay behind and and they drop into the to the set to check uh, check check in on me. You know, when I was directing episode six, and they're just. I remember one night, you know. You, you guys did it a few, quite a few times. It was a very late shoot into the evening, and uh, and uh, and Perry and, and I think even Jason too. Perry, Jason. Well, Jason yeah. was working. No, it was a day off, but I think he went, went in anyway. But you and Olivia came to the set, and I, I just remember, you know, I was kind of like racing against time, and uh, and then I saw you know them coming in to visit, and it, it just does my heart good, you know. I was like, wow, you know, it's like. It's so great. You just it's get that cool to hang and be supportive. And we're watching anyway. It's like magic, you know. We're watching you make magic, and it's to us, to Asian Americans especially, it's kind of a historical episode. You know what I mean? I mean, Dustin Nguyen is directing Warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to miss yeah. out on that. You know, yeah. I want to say I was there. Yeah. I saw that. Imagine if you you were on, on on the set of Enter the Dragon and you didn't show up that day. They were doing the tournament. Oh be, man! Oh. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna go watch Dustin at work. You know? Yeah. 
it's fun stuff, man. It's great. Dustin is amazing, you know, masterful at helm at the helm. Yeah. You know, you know, in control. You know, sometimes you don't have, you have to, you don't feel the confidence of someone, you know, things start to fall apart. Dustin's just like, I know what's going on. Bang, 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 you know. Yeah. Let's get the lighting right here. Let's bring the actors in, you know, let's let's fix that shot. Let's go to the monitor and look again. And Dustin's like, Where's my coffee? You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you know, you I get you, I'll get you a coffee, you know. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's fun stuff, you know. It's real. I get to see someone making magic, you know. That's yeah, that cool. that episode was just absolutely just amazing. You know, like one of my top favorites. You know, top five. You know that 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 episode. Maybe it's because it, it resonates with me because I'm Mexican. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like such a great, you know, a great episode. It was such a, the the vision was beautiful. It was beautiful right. all the way. I mean, from beginning to end, it was a fantastic story. So, yeah, special vibes, special vibes, special vibes. So, what's next for Mr. Dustin, and for you, Mr. Perry? I mean, what's what you guys got? What's the next thing I'm going to see you guys on, other than Warrior Season Three? Everybody get together, band together, get this good. <laughs> I, I wanted to to say hello to Dustin and say I just heard I, mean, I heard that he was working with my sister-in-law in Hollywood. She's oh, a yeah. writer. My sister-in-law's yeah. a writer, and they might be working on a project. But right. Yeah, we're working on something. I, I don't want to say too much. Maybe. But, yeah. Anyway, maybe it's it's just you know it's, talking. It's very, but that'd be so awesome. Thing and um, it, I've got a, a couple of offers uh, to direct feature films, and there's a there's an action comedy script that uh, that um, that I've signed on to do. Nice. Um, nice. I'm, I'm very excited about it. But I'll, I'll tell you guys more about it. You know when we. You know, the, as, like everybody else, things are sort of being challenged a bit in terms of. Uh, timelines and logistics you know with the covid situation but um, yeah yeah i'm very i'm very excited about directing this uh, this uh, action comedy and uh, um yeah so that's kind of what what i'm up to uh, um, usually you know you get on a feature film that, that's pretty much a year of your life you know and so oh, 100%. This, like this next year of my life is going to be wrapping around that and a couple other things maybe but in the meantime, you know, we talked about earlier. I, I just, uh, I just love being here with my, with my children, and um, yeah, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a, I love it. There's a movie I shot last year, or at the end of 2019, called Boogie, uh, directed by Eddie Huang. So yes. that's going to be out uh, soon, and I think next week on Tuesday is going to be. Oh, I don't know if I should. I, I think I can say <laughs> it. That's when the, the the official trailer comes out. Oh, you know, nice! Nice trailer. We'll, we'll uh, be looking for that. I'll be promoting yeah. the heck out of that too. Let me tell you that. Yeah, yeah, boogie, huh? Okay, I'm excited for that film. Um, yeah. So, other than that, I'm an unemployed actor auditioning, and maybe that one that they were re- such a stickler on every single word. Maybe I might get that job. I don't know. <laughs> I got a call back for it, you know. So, um, but then you know that's 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 us. You get a call back, you get excited, and then nothing. And oh, you get dang. another audition, you get a call back, and then nothing, you know. Oh, that's yeah. so rough. That's that, I mean, like, up for and me, downs, man. Up for me, just downs. applying for jobs and stuff, and then just kind of <laughs> just playing the waiting game. It's it's almost similar where you don't you, you you go to an interview and you don't hear anything. I've had a couple of job interviews where I thought I did well, and you know, you, you throw COVID in there where uh, a lot of these businesses are having a uh, COVID re, uh, reactions and stuff. Uh, so they're all having some issues with employers and employees. So they don't, they don't call people. They're putting it on hold because they don't want to hire me 
and then pay me when I get COVID stuff like that. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that boat right now, but we've got, we got some stuff in the works, fingers crossed, uh, hopefully get back to the working force here. And that's exactly what it's like. We're, we're constantly going to job interviews. <laughs> constantly yeah, I, told you're, you're great. Constantly you told, uh, I'm, I'm going to call you. Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm, you're you're going to hear from me. You're going you're to get a my, call. My people will call you. That's, <laughs> my people will call your people. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. This has been a great episode. I mean, you know, I, I love all the episodes. This one, like I said, this one is much more special for me on, you know, so many fronts. You know, Mr. Dustin Gwynn, I thank you so much for being here. Mr. Perry Young. Mr. Perry Young. Oh, I got to give you a, a shakalak. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you. Father June. Your Father June. Listen, I want to know where Father June goes. Where does he go? Does he go lament the women? Trim the hedges? <laughs> what does he go do out there in the big white? I need to know. I, I, I want to see Zing uh, swim swim uh, the ocean there and come back to San Francisco. Yes. Alcatraz, man. Are you in yeah. Alcatraz? San, yeah. 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 Yes, we need. We he just can, he can make that swim. A lot of people in trouble. Oh, he, he's a uh, just to real, real quickly. He is of the Genghis Khan descent, correct? Well, yeah, it's written that that uh, that he and the Fungis are Mongolians uh, and and the descendants of the of uh, Genghis Khan. The, so that he's related Khan. to the sharks in the water. <laughs> start seeing him coming they you know they, they yeah they, they swim away that's right no he don't swim away he rides those things to the shore <laughs> yeah. so there's 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 going to be there's so many unanswered questions so many stories that are just not uh, that are just left hanging and we you know sean and i and the warrior fan base you know shout out to the facebook warrior fan base we want to see more hbo max get your shit together <laughs> come on yeah. I think the fans, if they like the show, they can they can um, join Facebook's H, uh, at HBO Max, and and say, hey, we like Warrior. Let's make another season. Yeah, you know? let's make uh, yeah. another season. Yeah, let's there's do. actually an email a email that I got from HBO. The help help uh, at HBOMax.com. I actually sent them like a really long like uh, <laughs> proper. Like grammar, everything, like just being sincere about it. Like, hey, hey, contact me if you have any questions. We run a podcast, blah, 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 throwing all that good stuff in there. So they haven't answered back, but I know I know that's circulating through the uh, the fan group there, like how to properly uh, uh, go through the right channels, not look for, not harass, uh, you know, HPO uh, executive stuff like that. So right. Hopefully, cool. hopefully that uh, catches traction, and uh, you know, maybe in a year from now they're like, "All right, uh, let's do some more here." Very uh, cool. Very at least cool. a at least a movie. You know yeah. what I mean? At least if that's how we're gonna end it with these two seasons, okay, cool. Yep. But the movie would be so much. You get so much, but you get a backstory. You can find out where Father June went. You you know you can just all these things. We're just so excited about it. You know. You hear that they're making a movie? Uh, the Wu Wu Assassins. Season Wu-Sassin? two is a movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Wu Assassins season two is it just turned into a movie, and they're I don't know if I can give it away, but someone we know is in it. Ooh. So, so instead of uh, instead of uh, ten whatever, how many episodes that they did each season? It, it's uh, it's truncated into a movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sad for that either if that if that's the if that's the only option. But I mean. I want a couple more seasons in there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. We could take right. it. 
take it for sure so please you guys both you guys please come back on the show when when you can tell us what show you're on there mr dustin mr perry young when uh when the show comes out the trailer boogie, boogie. Uh, okay i will thank you drop it on let's get that promoted let's do i mean this is as much as your guys's podcast as it is ours you yep. know you guys are more than welcome to come on anytime we, like i said we talk about food mental health music we like to talk about we like to talk about everything we steer away from the politics because you know you <laughs> <laughs> don't get into that yeah of music what kind of music did you used to play um i used to play um a lot of heavy rock ambient rock um it was uh it, it was really cool i really loved it because of you know the free the creative freedom i was able to um you know just trip out and just uh, use all sorts of effects and lots of noises and a lot of lot of drums and it was just you know, heavy it's heavy okay, it was okay. beautiful you know and and i kind of steered away from that and then now i've found my latest projects are more you know i sure i get death metal then i get rock in there and then i get electronic and then i get quiet mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, and it's fun i think maybe it could be old age it could be you know, I, don't, I don't know, but I just find myself my musical tastes are getting much finer. <laughs> a lot things of lot change. Of, things change. That's it exactly. Yes, they do. Yes, they just do. ride that wave and see where it takes you. You know what I mean? And what's the worst that can happen? I think if we get season three, we're gonna get our band. Yeah, our you, three, you guys. Our three tongues and a cop yes, band. Yes, three tongues Kieran. and a cop. <laughs> yes. And uh, we had Dustin in there saying, as Dustin says, he was gonna play drums. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Heck yeah. So we we're gonna yeah. rock out, you know. Nice. Yeah. I grew. I grew up on the, on the heavy metal. Nice. nice. Metallica and all those. Uh, yep. Great, great bands. All the Bay Area Thrashers. Yeah. 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 That's that's wow. what kind of started. Yeah, for sure. That would be an amazing addition, like heavy metal drumming in three tongues and a cop. <laughs> we would be full of drum solos. Yes. <laughs> epic, drum solos. epic drum solos. Yes, epic and big. Oh, Kieran and I were saying, like, yeah, we should have took advantage of the sets and shot a music video after one of the scenes. Oh, that you know? Awesome. Oh. Right? We could have just had Dale, the DP, just like, hey, just shoot another five minutes while we're here and just whip out our instruments, right? You know? Yeah. The lighting's already done. The lighting's done. And maybe after that fight scene with Lee Young and you, and when you snap your knee, yeah. we could have like hopped in like with some instruments. And <laughs> I know you're in pain, Dustin, but play the drums real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking back, you know, there's a lot of shit because we have such wonderful sets and they're beautiful right. sets. I was just telling them how you know James Forrester and his team and Laura and uh, I'm not pronouncing her name right. You know the, the costume designer and the makeup and all those team and they built such a wonderful world set and all these colors and incredible. It was incredible. amazing. It was it's like- one of those. It's one of those acting gigs. I like to tell people is. You put the costume on, you walk under the set, you literally have to just say your lines. You know, all yeah. of that does the job for you. The costume, the lights, the set. You just have to hit your mark and say your line. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they make it so easy for you. It, it's like, you don't have to work very hard, you know, just say your lines. I mean, it's like that on Warrior. It's it's playing around, it's so fun. It's magic, man, it's yeah. magic. Yes, it is, yes. It's amazing. Well, gentlemen, it's uh it's about that time you know uh do you any special shout outs from you two guys 
Say hello um, to anybody. Just, uh, you know, just want to thank you. I had a great time. I, I really had a great time. And, and thank you for, again, such a nice surprise to, to see uh, Perry and, and Brett again. And because, uh, you know, I always think about these guys. And, and of course, you know, the flip side, when, when I see you guys, <laughs> my castmates, because I don't think, I honestly don't think about it a lot because I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with my children and things like that. But when I see these guys, it makes me like realize how much I missed the show. And, and that, you know, it makes me kind of really want to keep going, you know, season three and four to, to hang out with these guys. Um, uh, but yeah, but had a, had a great time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys, Sean, Adam. I mean, it's, it's, thank you for supporting us. I mean, it's like, it's just like selfish for us to want to get a season three because we get to hang out with each other, you know, <laughs> like really, you know, that's about it. Right. Like forget about the art. We get to hang out with each other, right. go to the marketplace, get some food. We'd always run into each other at the market, you know, or at the food, you know, because Cape Town's not that big. It's a beautiful town. But for us who are living in the center, we keep bumping into each other, you know, around that's town. Awesome. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, you thank know, you guys. Yeah. Thank you for, we're, yeah. like I said, we're very blessed. We're very honored. We're very lucky. Um, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you for your yeah, time. Take care, you guys. Stay, yeah. you know, stay happy, stay positive, you know. Yep, for sure. Like yeah, I said, I'll... like I said, come back, come back. Let's talk your, pro let's talk your projects because let's just do it let's just do it <laughs> i'm take you up on that absolutely please do yes it. yes I, I oh oh by the way let me remind you oh let me tell you guys for the first time um i owe rich rich ting I owe oh rich him, i owe him lunch. yeah you do yeah you do uh, my seahawks <laughs> lost and he was just ribbing me and i'm like you know what let's make a bet i lost <laughs> <laughs> so please come back on let's talk some more shop uh ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening everybody mr dustin quinn mr perry young my pleasure time to get a shakuhachi huh yes yes <laughs> you, you let me know how much uh one of your shakuhachis is because i would love you, to get one you know where take, to find me take yes, my sir. money <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right uh enjoy your weekend gentlemen you thank too you, you thank too you so much thank you so much See you again, Bye, guys. Take, Take care, care, guys. God damn. <laughs> you know, the, the more and more we do this, Sean, the more and more I realize that, man, I, I'm a small fish in a huge pond. Oh, man. And the more people we meet, the more people that we interact with, the more people we reach out to, the more people we either change or influence for the positive the more and more I love this podcast. Yep. yep. This is, I mean, this is, this is great that we get to talk to uh, the warrior cast, but I mean, you know, on the backside of the, these guys are just amazing, amazing human beings. Uh, it's so interesting to learn about how they uh, do their mental health. Yeah. Uh, you know, what makes them tick, what they like to eat. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it, 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 it's just really cool. It's, it, it's been a, a, a great experience and I can't wait to do more. Oh, dude, we're gonna do more, buddy. I tell you, uh, dude. You know, we got, you know, for everybody listening, we got, we got more episodes. Sure, you know what? We we were just very lucky that we get to talk to these cast members from our favorite show. Yeah, dude. yeah. No, this is uh, <laughs> this is one of those things that kind of fell into the lap, and uh, 
Uh, We're I'm, running I'm, with it. I'm happy to just run with it. I know you guys are probably like, dude, you, you guys are doing all the warrior cast and you are, you are correct. We, we are going to do every single warrior cast, uh, you know, whether that be down to the smallest uh, extra or whatever. I, I'd love to have anybody just come on and talk about their experience. Yeah, uh, you're but, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, shit. You know what? I'm going to go work on my Jeep. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go clean. I'm gonna go clean the house and make the wife happy. So. Yeah, hell yeah, brother. I, I love you, brother. I love you too, man. I love you too. And everybody, everybody love everybody. That's God right. Everybody, every, everybody love everybody. Just give hell give yeah. somebody. Well, no, nah, I can't say give somebody a hug. Uh, yeah. Make 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 somebody laugh. Make somebody's day today. You yeah, know, take it's, it's a weekend. You know, <laughs> pay pay it forward. Do something. Well, pay it forward. Buy somebody a coffee. God damn that's it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're riding in the Starbucks line. You know what? Fuck, you're ahead of somebody. Guess what? Fucking pay for that coffee. Yep. And, you know, reach the fuck out to somebody. Say, hey, how you doing? Don't reach out to somebody. Pay for their fucking coffee. Yep. Watch their face light up. Change huh? the world one person at a time. That's what we're doing here. Bam! Fuck yeah.